The Happy Ending Pod Show is the naughtiest. Warning, the Happy Ending Pod Show is a couple of guys with microphones on a computer consuming copious amounts of alcohol and who say anything about anyone and everything they feel like. It is all in fun and not to be taken seriously. We don't own the rights to any music playing during our broadcast. Thank you and enjoy. Welcome to the Happy Ending Pod Show starring Grant and B3. It's upon a time. There was a functional recluse named Bob. World-class connoisseur of the booty. And he met someone named Grant. Took me till now to safely zip up my pants. And he didn't give a (laughs) fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Two guys drinking way too much that decided to record it for your amusement. One day, Grant goes, Bob, you should get out of your hermit shell and come over and hang out. I have good beer and good music. The origin of the Happy Ending Pod Show. (laughs) Take it away, boys. The rest is what I remember. History. <laughs> that was perfect. Let me first off welcome to the Happy Ending Pod Show the beautiful, oh my God, goddess. I, I, I'm humbled first off by having you on our show. This is very, I'm very excited for this as a fan. Um, the lovely Jewel Denial is here, folks. Um, and, and I'm, I mean, ten years of my life is I, I watched a lot of your video. <laughs> <laughs> You and uh, probably half of the men on the planet. <laughs> okay, <good. laughs> so then everybody should know who the hell we're talking to. Um, oh, if they don't, then they don't know anything about porn history. Exactly, cause... exactly. Because you were yeah. a big part of the end. I mean, you were at the end. You were one of the biggest stars at the end of the era. Yeah, uh, you me were... and Tara Patrick were the end. Yeah, yeah. Cause... I came. I came in '98. Tara came in in 2000. And we were the last two contract girls standing. Wow! That from from our era. Yes, yes. There was a couple other girls that come in here and there, but we were the last two really big contract stars. Yes, yes. And you had your Jesse James, you had your Devons, but um, you know, and you had your Wicked girls, but the girls like me, Jenna, Tara, um. We were at the top of our game. Mm-hmm. I mean, as contract girls. Yes, yes. Because before Jenna, there was no such thing really as contract girls. It was just like they had girls coming and going, but yeah. they had the vivid girls, of course. But yeah, it was just, it was a, it was definitely the golden era, and we didn't realize it was the golden era when we were in it. That, and that's what's a shame is, is a, you, yeah, you had no idea because not only the, the end of the contract girls, but the end of the magazine era as well. Oh, yeah. As soon as the internet started coming around and all these uh, fly-by-night companies kept coming in and anybody with a camera was shooting and then the caliber of talent just went, I was done. Because I was a glamour girl. I liked the glitz. I liked the glamour. I liked the sex. But I also liked the whole, I guess aura of its complete surrounding it was like this whole package that just kind of went together and when that was lost i was out uh, i was done and that that yeah because now it's 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 the main it got cheap. It, yeah, it, it yeah got cheap. It, it got easier to make it, it, exactly everybody tom dick and harry was doing it in their their basement or or, or uh, yeah with a regular camcorder and and, yeah, it, and exactly. just uploading it right to video you weren't the gone is the era of the box the video mm-hmm. box with the plastic insert that 
you know, and uh, the DVD covers. I was around when VHS transformed into DVD. That right at that cusp. Okay, so I was end of the I was end of uh, the decade of the century. End of the VHS, yep. and then in then the DVD era started, yep. and I was all through that. And then when the DVD era started to fall off, is when I was out yeah. because I was like, this isn't glamorous anymore. It's become a circus. It's who can ever do the most weirdest and wildest thing during sex. It became a circus show, and I was not going to be a part of it. I was like, I'm done. And the girls were just, there was so much rampant drug use, and it wasn't even like the fun drugs. Like, well, you know, when we went to parties and yeah. stuff, of course. You know, there was drugs, there was alcohol, but then this shit just got out of control of the girls that were coming in for the next area that were doing all the streaming and the internet and their boyfriends and pimps. And it just became... You went from, like, the golden glamour being made into a movie star to a circus show. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, I'm not going to the circus. I'm not a one-trick pony. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. Sure. I, I, I liked the glamour part of it. That was the fun part of it. That was for me. And shooting the magazines and traveling the world. And, you know, just it was different. You were more of a celebrity. Oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like would... I, I still get recognized every now and then. I'll, guys come up to me and be like, "Are you who I think you are?" And I was like, "Well, who do you think I am?" And they're like, "You're her." <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You the the glamour and the glitz, and, and that's what's lost on it now. Because even like the AVN awards are no f- not what they used to be. They were yeah, they were the Oscars. The awards, we were in, you know, full gowns yeah. and it was it was no different than going to the oscars exactly well, really. it was the it was the oscars of the porn industry and it was huge yes. and there was mainstream talent we had parties in the suites at the hotels afterwards and we're talking not just parties but we're talking like these companies would spend fifty thousand dollars on yes. a freaking party yeah you know that was not unheard of now the girls are actually paying for their own booths in their own hotel yeah, to go yes. to these events. Yes. And I'm like, I've been asked, do you want to go to this event? And they're like, oh, you got to get your own room, your airfare. I was like, oh, no, honey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I do not pay. If you want me there, you have yeah. me there, and I get everything Take taken care of. Yeah. Because that's the way it used to be. I was paid, all of us girls were paid, the contract girls, big money to be there. Mm-hmm. We had the best hotel rooms. I always stayed at the Venetian. Um, <laughs> and uh, we had these incredible booths. You know, it was like whoever had the biggest, most elaborate booth that with platforms, you know, you were in charge. Yeah. And when we were doing it, we had these huge booths with, I mean, I would have banners and billboards to took up, you know, I'm saying, 20 foot by 15 foot high, you know, just huge, bigger than life. Now you go there and they're like, you have to bring your own banners. You have to bring this, you have to pay for this. And I'm like, how are these girls even affording going to these things? I mean, I'd be like, no, uh, uh-uh. cause I got asked to go to one of the shows and they were like, well, you got to basically bring yourself and everything. I was like, fuck no, I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm too bougie for that shit. Well, like, uh, no. Well, how? Okay, so I mean, some of the, a lot of the streamers today are, you know, it's an eight to twelve hour 
a day. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, it was. Uh, I used to do twelve-hour days. Okay, but you at the ABM and then go get ready again, barely eat anything, and then go to the show. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's everything like uh, glamorous like that. You barely get to eat anything. Um, yeah. Yeah, you just go. You're just on the go. But they're doing like when they're streaming eight to twelve or more a day, just oh, to be able no, to make. That. That's what I'm saying. So they're on cam for that long a day now, just to make thirty five cents on a dollar with some of the sites. Yeah, see, I don't believe in that either. I can't. I can't. Like I do OnlyFans, and it's fine because they take a percentage, but it is just a side hustle for me. Yeah. So I could get back in with my fans. I still have a loyal fans too, but that's like my secondary account. But I do like only fans and the loyal fans. Cause it did allow me to reconnect and it is on more of a personal one-on-one basis, but you're not going to see me on there streaming yeah. all day. You know, to me it's, it's like a young girl sport, but I feel like I've already earned my stripes. I've already built my name. You already have a fan base. To build an audience. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, you know, I've already got my audience. They're already grandfathered in, you yeah, know, it's, yeah. it is what it is, but I don't, I don't play that. I'm going to pay. No, if you want to see me, you're going to pay me and you're going to pay me well just to be in your presence. I'm not, I'm not going to just show up at your award show or your, you know, signing convention and expect me to come out of my pocket. Like, yeah. I don't need that attention anymore. I don't yeah. care. I mean, you, you come know, out of your just, pocket. What's to say you break even at the show? Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Yep. Airfare, yep. hotel room, rental car, and, and then you got to bring and pay for your own displays and, and that backdrops and everything? Yes, now, that's where I was mind blown. I was like... This is like the upside down. The world we're in right now is in the upside down. I feel like everything is completely fucking backwards. Yeah, it is. If, if you are signing for a company or you're representing a company, but you have to go there and bring all your own shit. That does, yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you want me to be there. You're inviting me, but you're asking yeah. me to pay. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. I had bodyguards that escorted me to and fro. But that I'm still friends with today. They were my roadies, my bodyguards. And they were traveled with. And they were company hired. Yeah, you better believe it, because I was a commodity. I was, you know, of their company. Mm -hmm. They had to keep me safe, because God forbid, I'm your your cash cow. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna something happens to me, you're fucked. Yeah. You know, like so they protected me at all costs. And when I went on the road touring, dancing, feature dancing, I paid my own roadie. But that was just, but, but the strip clubs get this would pay for my roadies hotel room yeah. and airfare yeah. because they knew they couldn't have me there without, yeah. without anybody because then they would be liable if something happened. That's right. Yeah. So I, it was just different. And now these girls are just, I mean, a lot of them are just getting into the business to do movies now to promote their escorting. Is yeah. what I've noticed. Okay. Um, wow. It's not like they're trying to be like true performers in true porn stars. They want to do some movies so that they can go out and build up a clientele on the flip side. Yeah. Which I don't have a problem with that. But my biggest problem is you're not a porn star. You're a hooker with a little bit of movie background. Yeah. Because porn is an art form and you have not dedicated yourself to that art form. 
And I think that's been lost too. Hmm. I agree. I agree. It, it's just, uh, let me throw this on here and see what you like. And the, you know, the people are willing to make custom videos. So people will write in and, or, or email or contact them and say, Hey, can you do this? And now that's something else to now. Not only are they selling it to that person, they're going to use it later for others. It's it just, it's become a, it's just not as fun or entertaining as it used to be. The, the whole, it, it's not. It, it's, you don't have to have any talent anymore. And a lot of the girls, like I'll watch, there's very few, like I like Angela White. I like Kendra Lust. Um, their performances are genuine and real, but I have a problem with a lot of girls that I watch that they're just not there. Yeah. Yeah. They're there, but they're not. Yeah. Yes. They're, they, they're mentally checked out. And they're going through, they're going through the process like a nine to five job. Exactly. And they look bored or they're just like whatever, or they're stoned out of their minds. See, when I got out in 04, when the whole, we're just shooting our own content thing and we're putting out movies. What was kind of a weird transaction of where DVD was starting to fade and internet was starting to take over. And the girls that were coming in that I was trying to hire to do movies that I had to pick and choose because they were either strung out on heroin, pills, oh. meth, and they're showing up to my set and I'm just like, and they're tweaked out of their gourd or they're just high. And I'm just like going, is this what we're doing now? Because yeah. I can't do this. This is not professional. This is not. And I mean, it's the hard shit. Like, I'm not going to say I'm innocent. Like, I didn't party. Like, I partied at ABN. You know, who did it? Oh, yeah. There was yeah. a time place. For, there was a time and a place for it. But that shit's hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're talking hard drugs, man. And, and I was just like, the hardest thing I ever did was coke. But these Girls are just showing up, fucked up. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, no, because we, we were always just professional on time. You sat in the makeup chair. You got your script. You figured it out what you was going to do. You did your scene. And it was a small community. It was a community. Yeah. And it was a group. Yeah. And somewhere along the line, that shit got lost. Yeah. And the respect of the industry and the art form of the industry. Yeah. Got lost, too. Got and yeah, I, there's a few few that are like Don Juan DeMarco, and I know he was doing some stuff, and Alex Braun was doing some higher-end stuff. But other than that, everything else, like all the big-name companies, and all, they're all gone. Yeah, yeah. They don't even exist anymore. There's no there's no such thing as the glamour porn anymore. No, the, the parody films, uh, they were out maybe, what, five years ago? They've kind of fizzled out now. <laughs> Yeah, it's all gone. It's, and then now it's just strictly, you know, girls doing their OnlyFans, which is fine. But, I, you know, they think they're going to make a lot of money doing and all that. But if you're on there for eight or ten hours a day, yeah, they could probably make some money. Very few girls make a ton of money doing it. And us girls, we've already had the name, so we jump right in and we're making money right yeah, out of the gate yeah. because we've already got the name. Yeah, the fans, our fans are like, hey, she, there, she's back or she's here finally. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And they're excited about it. Yes. And I do love it. I do customs through my OnlyFans. I do lots of them because for them, just me saying their name and doing a video for them is something they've been thinking about for 20 years. Like a collector's item. It is a collector's exactly. item. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. they've got something where they're like, wow, that was so personal since I've been watching her do this for years and I've always fantasized and now she's saying my name yeah. like that aspect of it. I like it's cool. It's fun um, because back 
you know, 20 some years ago, I had a fan club and they had to write into me and I'd go to the post office and me and my roadie would sit there and we'd go through all this fan mail. And I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. Now you could just do a push of a button. So, and just interact. That's so, right. I mean, that part of, that's the only reason I came back. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't have to deal with companies and I can do what I want when I want. Okay. And make some extra, some extra you know, cheese yeah. on the side. Yeah. But, okay. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Did you miss it? Um, well, I was so busy raising kids and married in a very toxic relationship before my husband now. Okay. Um, this was my baby daddy. Okay. That I kind of forgot who I was because I was just abused to the point of I wasn't allowed to remember who I was. Oh, I'm sorry. And after 12 years of that, and then I, I left that situation, you know, the you know, your kids get, are grown and you just realize like, I don't even know who I am anymore. And it really took me when I first got back onto Twitter. Um, and I started my only fans. I had some fans of mine that would send me stuff and be like, this is a scene from this, this, and this, and this. And then I would remember like, Oh yeah, I'd forgotten about that. This isn't something I had thought about in almost 20 years. Yeah. So it was just kind of like refreshing and I got to myself back and now my husband now, obviously he's the one who, when we were dating, I was like, Hey, look, this is what's really funny. And, but I was very sincere at the time. I was like, yeah, I did a little bit of porn back in the day. <laughs> a little bit, huh? <laughs> so loud, just a little bit. I had forgotten that I was even... You were one of the big three at the a, time. A celebrity, like I never saw myself as a celebrity or as a star or I'm sitting outside. So I'm a little hot if I'm getting red. And plus I'm drinking margarita. See, uh, and I wasn't going to have a beer. I was going to have a beer, but I was like, no, it's too early. I won't have a beer. And they're drinking margarita. Okay. I should have had a beer. Yeah, margarita. <laughs> but I uh, completely have forgotten. Like I knew that I'd worked with Jenna and I'd done, and I'd won some awards and was like, oh, that was cute. I had this career. Yeah. And I was like, tell my husband and he's like, so he Googles it and he, you know, we were just dating. So I was like, if you don't want to date me, but I got to be upfront and honest with you before we take this any further, just because if you're not cool with it, you need to just walk away because my last relationship, my last husband was a shit show and I don't want to go through that again. And it was used against me. He always tried to make me feel bad about it. But the weird thing is, is I never felt bad about it. Yeah. I was just like, I don't feel bad. You know, I just kind of focused on other things and kind of forgot. Um, and kids will do that to you anyway. They drain your brain. Yep. So <laughs> I uh, started remembering him. He was like showing me stuff on the internet. And he was like, no, you're like super famous. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I guess I was back in the day, whatever. Yeah, no one knows who I am now. And he was like, no, I think they probably do. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, they do? Really? He was like, yeah, we're going to start in OnlyFans. And I was like, what's that? Didn't even know what it was. So wait, so your new hus your husband decided you're going to do this? Yeah, we were dating and, and at the time. And he was like, we've been dating for like a year. 
and because he was fine with the fast and everything, but he, it never bothered him. He didn't give two fucks. He yeah. was really cool about it. Cool about it, actually. He's like, "Wow, you picked me. Like, I'm a fucking stud." You know. So, <laughs> <laughs> he kind of went about it in the cool way, you know, not like a dick way about yeah, it. Yeah, he yeah. was just like, "No, you chose me. I'm fucking amazing." That's the way he looked at it, and I was like, "Yeah, you are fucking amazing." <laughs> so. And we've been together five years now. We have a great relationship, and he supports me in business a hundredfold. And he was like, "Oh, you need to like remember who you are, and you need to get back in the saddle, and you need to let your fans know you're back." And he's like, "You're going to make some extra money doing this." He's like, "You know, you should be proud of who you are. You know, embrace it. Don't deny it, denial." And I was like, "Oh, okay, fuck it." So then I had some fans that. Um, I had, well, they were like guys like paparazzi Okay. that had followed me for years and had shit ton of pictures of me and my, my background and they would get with me on Twitter and send me pictures so that I could remember how vast my career was. And then it was like a a cloud lifted and I remembered everything. It was really weird. That's insane. I guess from, from all the trauma abuse that I had suffered my brain had blocked that out because I was called everything under the sun oh. in a negative light. And I just worried about raising kids and just, you know, my focus wasn't there and I was meant to forget it because I, it was used against me for so long that I had just put it in my back pocket and kind of just forgotten about it for 20 years. Okay. That's- yeah, and then my my husband now is just like, fuck no, you're not going to forget yeah, about it. And he's yeah, like, you, you need to, you're a star. You need to embrace this. Good for him and for you. Yeah, he he brought me back. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have probably done any of this because I would have just been clueless. And let me, again, good for both of you. But let me say, as that, ha- I mean, as you were blocking that out, you, I always thought you were portrayed in any film, scene, or movie as one of the toughest chicks in, not because you were rough or physical, but because you always seemed to have control no matter how many were in the scene with you or what was going on. Yeah. You seemed to be the one that it didn't matter. You were a number one. Everybody else was second. I'm in control. It's my scene. Right. It's my movie. So for you to have blocked right. all that out is, that's insane. Well, that, it was survival mode. I understand that. Yeah, I just it, but and it was it was survival and protecting your children and protecting against someone who was just hell bent on breaking you down as a human. Not even so much my past, just breaking me down to have complete control because he was a malignant narcissist. Yeah. Okay. And I, I tried to explain to people unless you've been married or with a narcissist, they will gaslight you. They will tear you down little by little. I never believed him. And that was the thing. Like he would tell me you're fat. You're disgusting. You're ugly. You're just a whore. You were nothing when I met you. Blah. And years and years and years and years and years of this, it got to the point where it became white noise, but my focus was on survival of just from the mental abuse and a little bit of physical abuse on there too and it just got to the point of you just want to do everything you can to protect your family and hide it because he he would threaten like i'm gonna tell your kids like you know 
everything. Yeah. And he and he eventually did. Oh my goodness. And yeah, and it, and it was just a real fuck up. But it was when I left. That's when he decided he was going to just be evil. Yeah. But enough about because he's a shit. But he he did he broke me down to the point where I was in a situation where now I had got children. So it was survival. It was just survival, and my, and my brain couldn't handle dealing with my past when I was being told how awful I was all the time and being threatened against your kid and then you just are like what the fuck so it was just it got to the point where I couldn't take it anymore I left and I knew I was a porn star I knew I had a name but I was like oh it's so long ago it's done been forgotten I'm a nobody now I'm you know, I just didn't really think I had any star powers. Like it was just a phase of my life that I went through that I don't have any regrets. And that was the thing too with, with my ex is that he just wanted me to regret my career Wow. constantly. And I never would. He never broke me to that point where I was like, Oh, I wish I never did it. Or I wish I never did that in my career. I would tell him, well, I did it and I made something of myself and I don't know what to tell you about that. You know, he never broke me to the point to made me feel like I was ashamed of it. Because I never was. Good, good. My thing was it was just broke me to the point where I'd just forgotten so much because of the mental abuse. The brain is weird. Yeah, yeah. Because once that abuse, yeah, the once that abuse was gone and once I started remembering everything I'd done and who I was, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I was the fucking queen. What am I thinking? What was I thinking, thinking I was a nobody? Like, that was the stupidest shit ever. Why did I ever fall into that trap? Like a cloud was lifted. Yeah, that cloud got lifted, and I was like, yeah, the bitch is back, guys. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Good yeah, for and, you. And well. I was always in, always in control. But, yeah, when it, when, it, when you get children, it, it, it gets a little... I yeah, know, I, I understand that, yes. You do whatever you can to protect them, and now I just don't give a fuck, because I'm like, y'all are grown. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, too yeah. bad. So yeah, yeah. It is, yeah, if they're it gro- is what it is, and... Yeah. You'll deal with it. Um, and I, I'm, I'm trying to say this delicately, or ask this. Like, okay, so if you were my mom, I'm not looking for your videos. Let's put it that way. How's that? <laughs> oh, oh no! Like my nieces and nephews, they hate me. Because they're like in their 30s. They'll be like, damn it, we were searching for porn. My nephew's gay, and he wanted to do porn for a little bit. And then he ended up getting in a serious relationship and decided he didn't want to do it anymore. But they just laugh because they're like, yeah, every time we want to watch porn or we want to jerk off or anything, we'll start scrolling and then we see your asshole. And I'm just like, ha, ha. I was like, sorry, kids, I ruined porn for you. Now we just joke about it because they're grown adults. Yeah, but. good, good. That's, that, well, that's good, though. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. No, yeah, my, my fam- none of my family's ever given a fuck. You know, even my grandmother, when I was in the business, she would, she, this is my mom's mom, she would come up to me and be like, well, if I could have done it, and if I was from an age that you were from, I would have done it too. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Tell me, this is my grandma, she don't give two fucks either. My family was never, I would say, like, holy rollers, Bible thumpers, close-minded they were always like my family's cool but yeah i did ruin porn for my sister's kids and my <laughs> sister just laughs she's like 
He thinks it's hilarious. I, I kind of find it funny, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I tease her. I was like, well, no wonder two of your kids are gay. And I laughed because Hannah, her daughter. No, don't mention that, names. <laughs> oh, she, well, that, you're not giving any last names. No, no, she's I'm not. Gay. No. She, she's gay. She's gay. And I just looked at her and I says, oh, darling, there's plenty of lesbian porn I've done. So I said, you're fucked. And then I look at my nephew and I'm like, um, you do, you're into guy, like gay guy stuff. I have an X for that though. <laughs> you can go. <laughs> Look up some Matt Ramsey porn, and so then you can knock that out, you know. Because like, cause I dated him. I says, I was in the know before it was cool. <laughs> so, for him, he's just like, well, I'm not going to come across your movies. I was like, but you're going to come across my ex. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you said you, you won a few awards. I won a few. A few. I'm, I'm looking... Like- I'm looking at the list. I'm looking at your list. Um, 2001 Female Performer of the Year. Uh, 2001. Okay, some of these are nominees uh, also. Uh, you were Orgasmic Analyst. 2000, you were Starlet of the Year. Uh, and this is X-Rated Critics Organization. So the XRCOUS. Yeah, I won a lot of awards from XRCO. I was like one of the last to win the Hot Dior over in 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 Cannes, France, too. Okay, okay, that I don't have. Um, yeah, I won. I won a Starlet of the Year in nineteen ninety nine. Um, in Cannes, France. Okay, it was the Hot Dior. But I was, I think, in ninety nine, nineteen ninety, in year two thousand. That was like the last. Um, Hot Dior Awards. Okay, I did not know that. They stopped. They stopped. They stopped mixing the Cannes Film Festival with the um, the adult version. Hot Dior, the adult. Yeah. Okay. okay. They they quit doing it, well, which I, was well, a bummer because it was like, when we went to Cannes, it was all the the celebrity like Hollywood celebrities yeah. with all the porn celebrities, and we were all mixed no, into it, one ball because over there there was no difference. Yeah, they didn't yeah. look at you any different than they looked at. The mainstream celebrities. Yeah. You were just a celebrity, whether you were a sex symbol or not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They didn't give a fuck. And the Hollywood celebrities are, you know, they all want to be friends with porn and porn actors. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh yes. They, yeah. The way that they look at us is the same way normal people would look at them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And to have us at their parties back in the day or to have us even hang around with us. Cause I remember going into the, like the rainbow room several times and partying with rock stars and movie stars and you know, they'd be like, Oh, Jewel Denial's here. And they'd all be like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, rock, rock stars are a different beast altogether. They, they, they're bigger. Same uh, lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Li- yeah. I was going to say they accepted the porn industry as part of their industry. Uh, um, so. Oh. There's no difference. No, yeah. So it was, yeah. Um, and I'm going to read a couple more because you were 2001 AVN Female Performer of the Year. Yeah. Um, 2004 nominee again. You were inducted in the uh, AVN Hall of Fame in 2009. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Best New Starlet indu- uh, a nominee. Where was this other winner? So Best Anal Sex Scene uh, with Lexi. Yeah, AVN. Well, AVN 2003 with Lexington Steel. 
Yeah. Yep. That that's yes, that's impressive. By the way, those are like I say when I worked with Lexington Steel, it was like two titans. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're watching two titans. Fuck is what you were watching. It was after the battle, and then they decided to celebrate. I got you. <laughs> yeah. I, I was one of those girls that could take Lex, no problem, but I was also one of those girls that he could hardly take. Because oh. <laughs> I remember him picking me, literally picking me up and throwing me off of him and being like, Lah! and then I was like, are you all right over there? And he's like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> he's, trying not to, he's trying not to pop yeah, before. Yeah. Like in the middle of the scene, and he was just like, "Man, you make me fucking crazy." The very first time I worked with him, I think he threw me off of him like five times, <laughs> and that was in a Jules Jordan movie. And then I worked with him a lot after that. And the scene that actually won for the AVN was the scene I directed. Okay, I, I tried. It was I, the babes, yeah, babes in Pornland interracial babe scene that I did, and um, oh yeah, I I was in control the entire time like he tried to like control and throw me around and do all this but i just give it right back so then he was just like fuck <laughs> i mean any performer that worked with me knew they had to be on their a game the reason was is because i was a semi-professional gymnast when i was young okay so i was used to competition i was used to performing i was had endurance and i treated sex like an art form and I made it an art form. Like, whoever was going to work with me, they knew it was going to be like an Olympic sport. Yes, yeah, yeah. And you had better be on your A game, because if you're not, you, you're not going to be able to handle me. I remember working with John Decker one time, and he passed out, and I thought he was dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy I thought I thought he was dead. He passed out. Wow. I fucked him so I fucked him so hard, the blood went to his head, and he was out, and he was just laying there, and he was not, like, not responding, and I was like, holy fuck, I killed him, he's dead. Well, I was... And he, he came to, and he didn't even know what happened, what had gone on, you know, and this was a long day, because sometimes we'd sit on those feature movies 12 or 15 hours, you know, those were really long days doing feature movies. I don't even remember what the movie was, but... um. It, we were like the last scene of the night. And I mean, we're shooting a scene. It's already 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And we're going into like 12, 1 o'clock yeah. morning. So I know no, none of us have ate. Oh. Because you're, you know, you don't eat before a scene. Like you might have a little something because we're doing an anal scene. So you're not eating. I was all right. But being an athlete, I, I was used to, I guess, my body was used to going through a lot. Yeah. Um, so we were fucking, he got overheated and I just remember being on top of him and all of a sudden he's just like dead. Oh, it's like, I fucking, I fucked him to death. He's dead. And I'm like freaking out. And then he comes to, and then we have to wait until he gets water, calms down. You know, it's probably the Viagra flush him too. To the point where he was just like, he didn't even know what happened. And then we had to finish the scene, but we had to cut the scene short because I was like, he's going to fucking die. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, it's like an Olympic sport Well, even, when I was in my prime. Even at that point when he finishes, is it much of anything? 
Um, no, it was just pretty much like, I'm going to get you hard. We're going to get through this and you're just going to come. And the scene's done. Yeah. Because you got to figure it's, like, it's part dehydration, yeah, part exhaustion. Yeah. Yes. He needs to eat. He's going to, or he is going to die. I'm going to kill this man. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I never worked with him again after that. Oh, gee. <laughs> Do you think that was his choice? Do you think that was his choice? Um, I think he pretty, yeah, probably pretty much hurt. Just like, fuck, no, I can't handle that bitch. Um, well, you were talking about, um, it, it, I always thought like the, the porn and adult industry is very athletic. You have to be in some type of oh, decent yeah, yeah. physical shape to do. And you said about your background and the, the gymnastics. I did see a scene. I was, I believe it was Lexington, Lexington Steel and another gentleman. Uh, you're giving oral to the one gentleman. And Lexington is holding you. Yes. So you're all but like kind of flying off ground, legs spread. Yeah, I'm on the one guy's thighs. Yes, yes. And Lex, Lex already knew of my um, athletic ability and what I could and couldn't handle. And he knew that I was capable of doing that. So he just threw that in there for some filmmanship. Yeah, and it's not like, like oh. it's not like a 60-second scene. It goes on for a good five or so minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you definitely had to be in very good shape to do the shit that I was doing, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were... Then, like, my, my very first scene I ever did with Peter North, this was before we even dated, and that was in North Pole 4. He, like, picks me up and does, like, an upside-down 69, and I was never missed a beat. I, I think he was doing it for shock value to see if I would react to it. No. It was like having a very good dance partner is yeah. the only way I can explain. When you have somebody that's really professional and really, really good at what they do, when you are dancing with that person, you can just go with the flow. Yeah. And you you just, it just, it flows, it just looks good, and you go with it. And that was my first experience, like, with Peter North. I was like, okay, so this guy wants to throw me around a little bit. That's fine. I'll, you know, I'm not scared. Yeah. Bring it. And then I, I went toe to toe with him who was like already a legend. Yep. yep. Yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea who the fuck he was. Oh, jeez. Um, no idea. I mean, I was like, it was nice to meet you. What's your name? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no clue. And I think he liked that, that I was very clueless of who he was. Cause I didn't give a fuck who any of the, I didn't know who any porn stars were. The only people I knew was Janine, Julia, Ann, and Jenna. That was it. And it's because I worked at a strip club and it had a adult bookstore next to it. And um, I would just see like their posters, yeah, or, yeah. you know, and at one point in mind, I was like, you know, I could do that. I was yeah. like, I could do that. Yeah. The guys were rarely on box covers unless it was for, it was, unless it was gay. But yeah, yeah. except that you would see Peter North on straight. Fox covers later, like, because he was a name and you, you know, he made such a huge name for himself, like, you would actually see him on the cover with another girl every now and then, like, in the 80s porn. Okay. Yeah, he was. Like, there was, like, one with Ginger Lynn he was on the cover with when she did, like, some gangbang and there was a few other ones, like, where he was dressed up like a superhero, and, but I didn't pay no mind who it was, you know, I didn't know. So I, I did, like, my first scene with him and he, I think he was smitten by me because I didn't know who the fuck he was and didn't care. After the scene, I shook his hand and was like, this is nice working with you. Bye. Yeah. He was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Right. That's the phone number? Did you, well, did it at, so, at least uh, give you one of the famous Peter North endings? Of what? Facial? Well, what? Yeah, well, I, I no matter where, it just wasn't like like his normal oh, yeah, steady the stream. Only thing I was the only the only thing I was told when I worked with him is this guy is famous for his loads of cum. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was like, all right, but I took it no problem, and I was like, it didn't phase me. Yeah. Okay. I was like, okay, but I was thinking in my head during that scene was like, God, is this guy ever going to stop? <laughs> I was like. Right. No. It just kept coming. Yeah, yeah. Coming. I was like, all right. They weren't lying when they said he was known for his cum shot. Yep. That's well. That's how he got himself famous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. And then we ended up dating for almost almost three years, two and a half years, about. Okay. From after that. How how is he as a person? Good guy or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um. We. We had a, we had our moments, but I'm, I'll be in the his documentary, and you'll hear all about that. Okay, okay, yeah, because I saw that's coming up, uh, and that, that was in the works. Yep, I um, mean, yep, I'm one of the main players because you know every documentary has to have the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I guess I'm probably the ugly part of it. Oh. It started off good, but it ended up ugly. Okay, but, well, like when we broke up, I hadn't. We never talked, and I never saw him again. Okay. At the end of it, and then I ended up marrying Michael Stefano, mm -hmm. and we were together for a couple of years, and then that went sideways real fast because um, we had the business Platinum X pictures together, and there was just a lot of shady shit that was going on, a lot of undermining shit that went on okay. with that company. Well, that that was something I wanted to ask you about because you have a history prior to even getting into the adult industry, so you have a, a history in the in industry, and then you got in it to with your your company. You had that company, correct? That was yours. Yeah. How did you go? Platinum X Pictures was, was my, mine and Michael Stefano's company. Okay. And Brandon Iron, he had a small part in it. We were like majority owners. And then Brandon Iron was a very small percentage owner. And then we had our own building, our own distribution, everything was great. And then they decided to, it was kind of like two against one type of thing where they wanted to team up with red light district. And I didn't. Okay. And they teamed up with red light district and I was against it. And that's when I also started falling out because I was seeing the corruption, the stealing, the lying, everything that was going on. I was being robbed of my work. I was being lied to about how much I was selling. I knew I was selling more. Then uh, they were just like, just theft. Yeah. That sucks. And so I got screwed and I knew what was going on and I hated it, but they ended up getting screwed over too, you know? And it was just kind of like, well, I never wanted to combine the companies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that sucks. It, it was two, two against one, and I didn't have a choice. It was like, well, they're going to do this, so I have to do it too. Then I got to be on board because they wanted Red Light to distribute all Platinum X products. And so we got in a distribution deal with them, and it ended up being them just stealing from us. Uh, changing numbers. They, that, like, they stole my entire, entire catalog, oh, pretty much. Holy shit. Yeah, of all my work. 
and I never even know where it went. They pocketed that money and ran, and then they, that was it. They sold off the company, and they were gone. Oh, Jesus Christ. So it was like, and that was another reason I was just like, I didn't even want to think about my career anymore. And that's where I mentally broke, where I was done with the industry. And I was like, fuck the industry. I have yeah. nothing to do with it. And that sucks. It's because all my hard work was stolen. Stolen. From me. Yeah. Yeah. Everything you did. And that will And everything I did for women in the industry, I just, it was all lost. Yeah. And I, and it just it got to the point where that, that broke me more than anything was just all the hard work I did and all the thing. It was like women were directors, yes, in porn, but I was like the first real woman, hardcore, gonzo director. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you were directing your own scenes. Everything. Yeah. Producing, directing, selling, owning, you name it. Yeah. No, no, they, there wasn't women doing that. Doing that much. They were working. There was like, you know, you had your conglomerate companies and they owned everything. everything. You had your like five big, big companies yep. and they owned everything. And so when I was like, well, I'm going to do it myself. It was like, Oh, that's cute. And I was like, yeah, underestimate huh, me. Yeah. That'll be fun. And I ended up having this huge empire that for some reason, my partners decided it would be better to confine with red light. Cause that would make them even a bigger powerhouse. And I was like, I, I was just very apprehensive. I wasn't real thrilled about it, but it happened. So there was nothing in and it really was, other than any type of distribution. There was nothing really in it for your company. It was just going to help them straight distribution. And they got a small part of it, but yeah, our numbers doubled and they made it look good for a while. And then it just became stealing our catalogs. Yeah. So like, well, especially in time. And there was probably something where your numbers, you say they doubled, but they probably tripled. And oh, yeah. they weren't telling you that. Ooh, that's fucked up. Yeah. And it just goes on from there. It was just like my, my stepdad had a lot to do with the, the stealing of my shit, too. And it was just really fucked. It just got, that's when I was really done with the industry is when I had lost everything. And I started distributing through, um, it was called Platinum Jewel, which was distributed through Wicked Pictures, but it was like their Gonzo section. It wasn't Wicked Pictures; it was called something else. Yeah. Um, but they were they started distributing my movies, but they weren't pushing them or promoting them like I was used to being pushed and promoted. So I kind of got put on the back burner, and I started losing money. I was barely making enough. I wasn't making enough money to keep pumping out movies. It's like. I just spent $12,000 on this movie, but I only made eight. Oh. And the numbers started dropping yeah. drastic because of the internet. And then you're with a company that's not promoting or pushing you. I remember my last AVN appearance was in January of 2008, and I'm sitting in the Wicked booth, but they have their girls and their contract girls way up front. My old company is directly across from me with Red Light District and this huge booth. And I'm looking at what I created that I got completely shut out of. Oh. And I'm sitting there in the corner, like they put baby in the corner. Because yeah. the, they had this huge booth here. And then they had a side booth over here behind the front of the Wicked. And then I had this little pillar 
with a little TV showing my stuff, and I'm just sitting there. And I'm just looking around going, the company that I created is right there yeah. in this mega booth with all these girls signing that are nobodies. Most of them were nobody. They're just one-hit wonders, yeah, chicks yeah. that were there. Um, and I'm not even a part of it. It got taken from me, and I'm, I'm now in this little booth in a corner, and I was like, this is where I, I'm done. Yeah. This is where I draw the line. I was just, And it disgusted me because I was, I built the business to open up the door for women to be in control of their own destiny and to be able to probe. Because like, I was told when I first started producing and directing that women can't do hardcore. Women can't, don't know how to direct, to direct hardcore okay. porn. The only thing they know how to direct is fluff pieces <laughs> and i was like hold my beer motherfuckers <laughs> like i'm gonna take over this bitch and fuck you all yeah and i did i fucking did and i had to deal with death threats i dealt with people doing everything they could to shut shut me down jesus christ and, oh yeah we're talking big companies that didn't like that I was. Yeah, yeah, that you were making a name. I'm opening up. I'm opening up a, a door, door. Yeah. That they don't want open. Yeah, yeah. They don't want. They don't want women in control. They want to be in control of their destiny. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they I also didn't like, want. No. They also probably didn't want the actresses to see that side of it either. Mm-mm. You know, they didn't want them to see the other side of the camera and all the things that were going behind and how much they were actually making and uh, compared to what they were paying the actresses. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. A multi, multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah. It's a billion dollar industry for a reason. Um, so I decided I was going to take, you know, it in my own hands and build this and we had a really good idea. It's just it got into the wrong hands. But I do feel like I did open the door though for women directing because I had women directors at my company that yeah. I started. Like I had Mason and Kylie Ireland and uh, directing for me and through the platinum X and, uh, I had Julian and I remember them getting so pissed that I had hired Julian to do a POV series and I was like, I own it. Yeah. Um, I can do whatever I want. And it ended up being a big seller. And all it was is jealousy. Yeah, yeah. Because everything I was coming up with and the talent I was trusting to produce and direct were fucking killing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were doing good. And I knew what I was doing. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, but all you other owners sat behind a desk and pointed fingers. You've never been out in the fucking field before. Most of them. Some of them, like Evil Angel and stuff, they were all like producer, directors, whatever. But a lot of these guys that own the big companies, they've never even directed a porn. Yeah. No, no, they just had the money to. They just had the money to yeah. put it where it needed to exactly, go. And, and yeah. female And female directors, they would have direct, but they'd have them direct these fluffy, playboyish type features. And yeah. it was never hard. <laughs> well, that was, and that, that was. was that was to like a cute look. We still women work in this industry as well, guys. You know, that's what that yeah. was. Yeah. Never I get- had to break down that misogynistic barrier. <laughs> that was very rough Yeah, in the beginning, but I was a trailblazer. I know I was because there's a lot of female directors now that do hardcore gonzo. And, um, 
do the scenes that before they would never even have been allowed to. Yeah. It would never have happened. Yeah. I, I tore down that wall and I remember the first movie I ever produced and directed was called Wet Panty Sluts. And I brought it to set one day and I showed the other girls that I produced and directed. And it was through, um, Jill Kelly. I think it was Jill Kelly or was it Puritan? I don't know. It was the Sluts of the Nile series. Okay. I think through Jill, Jill Kelly. And, um, Haven was in it. And it was one of her first scenes, and she ended up being a contract girl for Jill Kelly Productions. But I remember taking this VHS box, and I showed it to Jerome Tanner. And he was like, oh, that's cute that you made a little movie. And I was like, I looked at Jerry, and I says, fuck you, Jerry. I guarantee this movie's going to sell more than any of the fucking shit you're putting out. And he just started laughing. And then I built this huge empire, and he was like, holy fuck. Uh (laughs) Uh You know? No one took me seriously. Yeah, and yeah. I was like nothing nothing lawyer wise you could have done. I didn't care anymore. Oh. I I was I did lawyer and I did do this, but I got to the point where I was so tired I had dealt with ten years of fighting off wolves, fighting at my heels, and trying to tear down everything I'd done. You get to the point where you're just tired yeah. and you're done dealing with it. I was like, you know what? Y'all can have it and you shove it up your ass yeah. because now you just bit the hand that feeds you and you're all going to go down. Yeah. And, and, and eventually it all, did. yeah, eventually they all burned themselves out anyway. And yeah. here's the stupid fucking thing is I left LA and moved to New York cause me and Stefano got divorced, but I was looking at doing a branch in New York cause I shot some great movies in, in New York with talent that what no one had seen and some talent that had lived in New York, like Ariana Jolie okay. was there and Katie Morgan was there. I shot them, and, but it was different locations, not the same porn Valley scene. Yeah, 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 anymore. yeah. And then I went to Miami and I was shooting stuff down there. Same thing. And then I was in Australia. I was looking at, at making Platinum X a worldwide company, but they couldn't in, see my vision because they were just too busy battling and trying to steal and lie uh, and take from me when I could have made it global. Yeah. I was going to have like a distribution center in New York. I wanted to do a distribution in Miami and I wanted to do one in Australia. I wanted to make platinum X the biggest porn company in the world, wow. but they were too greedy and they wanted that quick fix instead of looking at it in the long yeah. term. Yeah of making it bigger. And I, I, you know, I was just going to get a little office with a distribution center set up in New York and start distributing out of there as well. Just turning out movies all over and having, having directors in Miami, having directors in New York, having directors in Australia and pumping out movies with our name on it. I had the big big vision that they just wanted the quick turnaround. Yeah. But they didn't see it that way. I mean, I could have had a multi-trillion dollar company yeah. if they would have stayed with what I was trying to do instead of completely just cutting me off constantly yeah. and, and cock-blocking me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got cock-blocked for years. I was just to the point where I just didn't give a fuck anymore. I was like, I could see where it was going and all the animosity and not being taken seriously and just... 
you bit the hand that fed you and then you stole from me. So it's like, how did that work out for y'all? Y'all ended up with nothing. Yeah. And you were looking to do more classier films of what everything was becoming. Right. You, oh, yeah. It was still hardcore gonzo. It was still gritty and na- nasty. But it's not but a it panache to it. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so, and the girls were hot, and there was it was classed, and I was putting out top-notch product. Yeah. You know, it wasn't garbage. That sucks. But, that sucks yeah, that when your partner's fucked. Yeah. Greed. Greed is Greed, it's, yeah. It's evil. Yeah, it's ruined so much <laughs> throughout history. That sucks. Yeah, totally. And I was just like, you know, fuck it. You know, I'm done. Ever I just I was like, I'm going to do something else with my life. I'm done doing this. And then I ended up getting married and having kids. And that was the road I took. And then when I was done with all that, now I'm back. But I'm just staying away because I've had so many people ask me, you come back and do mainstream porn. I was like, what mainstream porn? Yeah, yeah there's no mainstream porn. There's, yeah, there's, what are you talking about? Yeah. You want me to downgrade? No. Yeah, when Brazzers is holding, what was it, a few years ago, they did the uh, New Year's Eve orgy, where it was live, it was live on their website, you could just go on there and watch their New Year's Eve party and everybody having sex in different yeah. rooms. Yeah. That, that mainstream's gone. <laughs> There's, oh, yeah. There is no mainstream movie. You know, gone is the day of walking into an adult store and spending three hours walking, looking through the boxes or the DVDs of, of porn. And see, I, I, I'm sad that that era is over. Because I agree. It is, it is sadly missed. Yeah, yeah. There was always something it, about there, it, yeah. Yeah, there, there was something about going to the bookstores. I loved bookstore signings. I loved shooting magazines. There was something very exciting of walking in a bookstore and being like looking at the latest magazine and seeing yourself on the cover. Yeah, yeah. Walking yeah. into the bookstore, and at one point, a lot of the bookstores had a section that was just, you know, they had the Jenna Jameson section, they had the Jewel Denial section, yeah. they had the Terry Patrick section. Yeah. You would walk in, and I'd be like, oh, there's my section, and it'd be this whole wall yep. yeah. of just my movies. Yeah. And then you'd see some crazy cutout. A cardboard stand of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a poster or whatever with my stuff. And and going to a bookstore and having a line of fans out the door wrapped around the building waiting to get a picture, a Polaroid with you and your autograph. I would have guys come in that would show me their tattoo that they'd gotten tattooed. And they'd have me sign under their tattoo because they're like, I'm going straight to the tattoo Tattoo to get your autograph. Okay, cool. That, that, you know, I'd have guys come in and it would literally have me tattooed on their body. Yeah. And it was just cool. It was just fun and it was just real, surreal. And it's like, these girls will never understand no, that. No, Ever. Or get to appreciate like, it. Yeah. And when you had fans, like I remember going to AVNs and just being so wore out where I'd actually had to cut the line off and be like, I'm sorry, we're going to, oh. I would take pictures on my way out. Um, you know, with the fans that had been waiting in line because I had to go get ready because yeah. I either had a radio show or I had some interview or I had this and that. I had a wrangler that would take me wherever I needed to go to yeah, do whatever yeah. interview, this and that, and then get to my room and then get ready. And now you're going to the avian show. You got to walk the red carpet. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it was very fast paced yeah. and crazy. You're not going to see any of that no more. Yeah. It's gone. Yep. 
And the, the, like the only celebrity I could say, and the reason she's a big celebrity in the adult industry is Kendra Les because she's got the UFC thing going. Yeah. yeah. And she's a big name. Like she does, you know, a lot of, she's kind of a crossover star yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, that's the only way the girls have a name anymore is if they're a crossover star. Yeah, because they've given uh, internet, internet celebrity is a new star thing. And it's, it's, yeah. I mean, you and I are the same age. Um, it's, it's nowhere near ever going to be the same for us. Now, there's, yeah. you know, there's a whole new generation that are appreciating it, what it is. Um, but it's still, they'll never understand. They'll yeah. never know what we, what we enjoyed. You know, back right. like you said, walking into the store and seeing your poster, or seeing the stack of movies and DVDs. I mean, wall to wall movies and stuff. You know, the toys and everything was- were the smaller mouths. Everything else was movies yeah. and magazines. It was somewhat. You know, now you walk into one man, there's barely anything left of of a movie or a magazine. You know, oh, and, no, and the magazines are all older stuff. All, all you know, what what uh-huh. was left from somebody's pile. I don't even know how they get them. Um, right. But yeah, it, it's 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 a bygone era, which is insane because it's not that long ago. Right, that's what's crazy. It's like twenty years ago, you would they would never believe at the stardom, yeah, and the glamour, and I was jet set all over the the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, I went to Italy and danced one time. Yeah, fans over there went crazy. You know, well, it's and just, even it's just, even for your time period, I mean, okay, so there was thousands of girls looking to get into the industry right now right. now it's goddamn millions dare i say billions looking to do and they're all competing on the same internet site or, or chatterbait or whatever the fuck else uh many vids you know they're all competing with each other but they you know it, it's not a competition but it is when they're all having to do something that makes them stick out if they're not Drop dead gorgeous, you know, and, but they're all com- doing so. They all have to be different and make themselves stand out somehow to get their, right. you know, get, to get followers, fans, and views. So it, it's it's an even harder industry now because it's it not as it's uh, because it's not as controlled because it's not right. as controlled. Also, so I have guys telling me all the time, "I wish you'd come back and make movies like." I want to see you work with this performer. I want to see you do this. I want to see that. I'm like, no. Yeah. No. Well, that was what I wanted to ask you yeah. when we were discussing um, your, any thoughts to restarting a biz- an industry or, 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 or a company? No. No? Not interested at all? There's no market for it anymore. I think there would like, be, okay. I mean, online, that's it. And I think there is a certain degree of market of it. But it's just kind of like, I already know the hassles, and I already know the game, and it's like, that's a that's a young young woman's game. Okay, right I got there. You. For me to do all that, just the startup alone. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't have the patience for I gotcha. it anymore. I gotcha. And I definitely don't want to deal with a bunch of new talent that I wouldn't be able to even comprehend where they are. This is why I got out when I was shooting. It was just because the talent that was coming in was just getting lower. Yeah, and yeah, lower, yeah. Lower, yeah. You had those, you had those couple stands outs that are you know that were worth it, but you out of the couple you had thousands that were like, "What are you on, dear?" Um, you know, <laughs> you 
yeah. a waste of my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I just focus on me and what I do. I'll do some. I, I don't even do OnlyFans every day. Like I'll do a few things a month. Yeah, yeah. But my fans love it and are grateful for it because that's the only way they're going to get to see me now. Yeah, yeah, to see anything new. Oh, you know, and that's always nice. Yeah, people like that. And it's, and it's just me, or it's just me and my husband. My husband doesn't even do it that often so much because he's like, I don't have this huge porn cock. I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah. normal. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm like, you know, six, six and a half inches. These guys you work with, they're like, you know, 10, you know, they're huge. He's like, I'm just a normal dude. I says, but I think you're amazing. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. Said, that, I said, those guys like that look like that. That is not realistic in having sex with somebody like that on a daily basis. Yeah. Well, that's also why you always saw the same guys in movies. Because right. there are very few of them that are that big. Huge. Yeah, yeah. Their dick is bigger than my head. Yeah. But this and there's is very few of those people. See them. Yeah. yeah. And they're awesome performers, nothing against them, but I'm, you know, I have fans that want to see me with these huge cocks. I'm like, oh, honey, those days are long gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. Yeah. Not happening. Yeah, I had years of, I, you had years of preparation for some of those back in the day. It's not happening anymore. Yeah. yeah it's like, no, no. I'm. That's a young girl's game. Yeah. I'm completely content where i'm at don't get me wrong the guys love seeing me with a normal guy because they can relate they're like i'm just that, a normal that doesn't guy. hurt yeah that right. doesn't hurt yeah yeah they just like they like seeing it anyway they just don't they don't my fans are cool as fuck and that's why they're my fans because i don't have janky fans because they're not my fans yeah <laughs> uh, my fans are all like they appreciate me and they appreciate anything i've ever done they don't care if I'm fucking sitting here drinking this. They're going to be like, that's amazing. You know, so they don't care. They, they just I'm wanna, excited. You know, they just, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're just happy I'm back, you know, and yeah. I can, and I interact with them and I have a lot of guys that are like, do you really answer your messages? I answer every single fucking one of them. Yeah, Nice. Nice. But I think that's, there's another thing that's lost with these new girls is they think they're too big to do the small stuff. Well, then you're too small to get any big reward. Um, my fans have always come first. I have always been interactive with my fans. Even when it came to my fan mail back in the day, I used to do all that myself too. Okay. Yeah. I, I answer all my own Twitter messages. Yep. I answer every single fucking only fans message that there is. Yeah. Wow. Very nice. Not, I don't have somebody doing it for me. Yeah. Very nice. They're like, am I really talking to you? I'm like, absolutely. Yes, you, you are. Yeah. Because there's a lot of only fans now that have some type of, uh, a thing that'll just post pictures, say, mail out DM pictures, or or a set of lists for someone to pay for and wa- buy or watch a video, where it's not really the performer or or the person that's the pictures of. Right. Yeah. It. it I, um. I don't. I'm not computer savvy. And I think savvy that's to, too why my, my career was based on my fans come first. Yeah. First and foremost. That's awesome. And it's always been like that. Yeah. And this is why I've always had a good rapport and why I've had such a huge fucking fan base. Yeah. Like I said, when I, you know, when you were coming out in the industry and I've seen some of your stuff, I was like, man, that bitch is tough. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you always, like I said, you had Jenna and you, you know, and then you know, she was a smiley blonde and, and then you were like, you didn't smile on your covers. You were serious. You were, 
you were going to get what you wanted done. And it was, like, mm-hmm. I, always, I always, and to be able to talk to you and I, is, I'm, I'm extremely humbled by it. So thank you for that. Oh, <laughs> but, awesome. yeah, I, I, I totally enjoyed, you know, doing this podcast and, uh, this is the first uh, live podcast I've done. You like that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I've only done I've only done telephone, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, good, good. I'm glad you this that I got to be. Yeah, your... I, like, I like your page. I came across your page, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." But so I ended up following you back mm-hmm. on the Thigh High Girls, and I was like, "Okay, I can." There are certain pages I'll follow, and there's certain that I won't. Well, thank you. We um, that. Uh... Um, use that to help the podcast. That's how I messaged you. Um, it's always difficult because you never know who's going to look at me and be like, you're a bum or you're, you're a waste of my time or whatever. Um, so yeah, thank you for following back and everything. And, but yeah, we, you know, we, I, this is very serious. We've done, we've interviewed, uh, I don't know, probably 60, 70 people in the adult work industry. Uh, you are the first, um, former porn star that, um, that I've gotten to interview. Um, so yeah, it's for fun and I promote and share anything you post. And, um, so, you know, use this, your links will be attached, um, in in the description of this and all that. So, you know, I do it for fun, but to get your name out and to, to hear a story and to meet a new friend, you know, exactly. And the thing is too, is like the art of collaboration has been lost. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause everybody's just doing their own video stuff and it's, yeah. Well, they don't think that they need to collaborate. They think they're above that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, you're never above collaboration. That's cool. Right? That's how you've gotten to where you have gotten. Yeah. Is people sharing you and talking about you, exactly. interviewing you. The new generation don't get that. No, no. Uh, very self-entitled generation. Very self-entitled don't think they need any help from anybody. They can do it all themselves. Yeah. Whatever. I've always been one to do interviews, collaborate with people, talk to people from all over the world. Yeah. Well, that's how and you I, learn, too. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Other people you have to broaden your horizon. Other people have shared, you know, have different experiences than you, so you're going to learn from conversation and getting to collaborate and, and talk with those people. So, yeah, that's a... That's a must. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I've been all over the world and I've talked to people from all different countries and done interviews with them where a lot of people won't, I would say they would pick and choose their interviews and know which girls were going to give them a good interview. And then they would be like, step away from others. Cause they knew that, Oh, she has an attitude or she's not going to give me a good atti- attitude for the interview or she's going to act like she's bored or be an asshole. And I never understood <laughs> that. I'll never understand that. Uh, yeah. we i've had a i'm sorry go ahead i was like why do you think you're above that yeah yeah we've had a couple interviews where they're bashful they're shy they don't want to you know but <clears throat> i then i bring it upon myself but to, they're gonna spread your butthole on camera well yeah they're yeah they're like shy to talk about what they do but th- that's when i bring it upon myself all right let's see what i can get out of you you know, get you laughing, get you smiling, get you comfortable. And now, okay, now here she comes. Now she's giving us what we wanted to talk about. Yeah. You know, right. but I've, I've had to do that a couple of times. Um, and it's okay. I, whatever. I'll, you know, I, I, 
I've gotten good at it over four years. <laughs> so with you, yeah. with you, I just, Hey, you were willing to give me everything. I, I could have said hello. And you were like, well, this is what's going on. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm you. always in control if you haven't noticed. No, I was absolutely. Yeah. I was like, this, this, I'm gonna, yes. I'm going to give you what you need, but I'm going to control you're, the, the you're, narrative. You're exactly what I said about your movies. <laughs> you were yeah. running the show. Um, yeah. I was, I said you, you and I are the same age. You're an August baby. So am I. August 5th, 1976. 47. 27. I'm a, I'm, yeah, I'm a Gen X. Uh, I'm the 27th, 1976. Yep, see, we're Gen Xers, so we don't give a fuck. Right, fuck It's a different, different world. Different world we grew up with, yeah. I just look around now and I'm like, y'all have this shit backwards. Like, everything's upside down and you're doing it wrong. Do it, yeah, yeah. They, they, but like you said earlier, they just want that quick turnover. Yeah, that quick turnover and that quick buck isn't long lasting. No, that's I'm, the problem there. Yeah. Twenty some years later, I still have a base. Yeah, yeah. Twenty years later, ninety nine point nine percent of these girls don't have a base. No, no. Twenty days later, they don't. Yeah, yeah. they're done. Yeah. So and it, flash in the pan. Yeah, and yeah. You're not doing it right. And it's not. It's just. It's lost a lot of the artistic value, which yeah, really no made it. But yeah. they don't have the million dollar companies putting that too, that too. But even to their their name, they're even you know. But there is a way you don't look if you're going to promote yourself on your own site or your own streaming. Well, not your own streaming, but you're streaming yourself on somebody else's big thing. There is still a means or a way to make it an artistic yeah. venture at at a, at a, a not a million dollar price. You can go out and. There are things oh. you can find and use to make it worth a set, look like a set of, you know, like it look professional. Um, yeah. And, and not be, uh, look, look, there's 40 pages of some chick in their video game toy bedroom uh, office chair. You know what I mean? Do something creative. Yeah. Nobody I wants mean, to do I that. I shoot in my house, but I shoot in different parts of my house. I'll shoot outside. I'll do different things. But I'm still getting the angles, and I'm still interacting with my fans. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I have people on my OnlyFans that come to me and will tell me, you're the coolest chick on OnlyFans. <laughs> because you actually get back to us. Yeah, and, you, yeah. and, I'll, and, and if I do a custom form, I'm like, what do you want? Yeah. Like, what do you want me, what do you want me to wear? Exact details. Like, what do you want? Yeah. I want your. I want the details because yeah. I'm going to get it right the first time. You write the script and I'll direct it. Right. Perfect. See, yeah, that's all. That's all it should be, or how it yeah, should and be. It yeah. Still, work. It's it works. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I want to talk a couple of your movies, and and I know you've been with us a little longer than an hour. I hope you don't mind. Hope you're okay with that. That's fine. I'm fine. Okay. Good. Um. I watched a couple of your scenes knowing that I was going to be chatting with you. So I went back and reviewed. One of my favorite is the, the stuff with the Egyptian costume, the Egyptian gowns, the Egyptian headdress. Um, yeah, that was for Suze Randall for the, those were um, magazine shoots. Uh, yeah. Yes. So they're, but they were, they're on video too. There are, they're, oh, yeah, and, yeah, and that's, shot, Suze was ahead of the game because she was shooting BTS. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When she was, Doing that, like she, she, none, none of the other companies that I was, I shot um, for, for magazines, the other photographers, they, they didn't shoot BTS. Yeah, she was like doing two birds. 
Things had a camera running from the time you walked in to the time you left. Yeah, yeah. She was doing like a behind. I mean, a, a, she was killing two birds with one stone. Yes, she was. Yeah. She's got a catalog of behind the scenes adult stars that no one else yeah. in the world has. Yeah. So that's what happened. I was watching the one. It was you and two gentlemen. You had, and this amazed me, you had a gold snake headdress thing on, almost like a Medusa looking. Yeah, Michael Stefano and Bobby Vitale. Okay, okay. That but, was my ex-husband and yeah. the late Bobby Vitale. Bobby Vitale I yeah. He died like a couple years ago, yeah. Bobby Vitale. Yeah. But yeah, it was them two. And, because they uh, look like brothers. <laughs> well, I was impressed for how long you kept the headdress on. <laughs> while, while giving oral. Um, yeah. And then and, and receiving oral. It was, pretty, it was like, how is that thing just not falling off? And eventually you do take it off. Your makeup, first off, the makeup was stellar. Well done. It was glamorous. It, it was exotic. Yeah. It was, it stood out, you know, brought, it, it brought, was Lee, Lee Garland was the makeup artist and he's passed too. Okay. And, but he was a very famous makeup artist. He used to do all the opera in the big opera houses all over the world. Oh, wow. He did the, the hair and makeup. Okay. And he was, Jenna's personal hair and makeup artist for many years okay. when she toured, and um, he was Suze Randall's like favorite go-to makeup artist, okay. and he was amazing. Yeah. Stuff he would do and put together, like you could tell Lee's work from everyone else's. Okay, okay. Now I'll, I'll have could, to, I have to keep my eye yeah. out for him now for that. Just to see if I could pull that stuff out, yeah. Because you, you, I mean, you look fantastic, and it's it's good, it's well done. The the, the artistry and the the um, the clothing, the attire, the makeup. It's I oh yeah. I had no idea who the guys were until you told me. I didn't pay any attention. Yeah, I <laughs> I think I worked with Suze probably almost more than anybody. Okay, I probably mean Janine because I worked with Suze right now. There was one point where she let me direct a couple shoots. Oh, wow. And I'm so stupid because there was a time where she wanted me to be her personal assistant. Uh, And, and, uh, but I was working on doing my own company at that point. So my focus wasn't there. And she ended up getting her daughter, Holly. Okay. Who was a couple years younger than me. She ended up getting into it and doing it. But when I first started, Holly wasn't even around or even doing anything with the adult industry. And I directed a couple scenes for her and, um, she was going to have me come in and, and be an assistant. I just didn't have the time. Yeah. You're not putting your own company together. No, I would imagine. Yeah. But yeah, me, me and Suze, I think in, if we would have done it long term and we would have come up with some really awesome stuff, it's just, I, there wasn't enough of me to go around. But I loved working for Suze. I worked with her so much. Yeah. I did so many layouts for her. Is she still in the business? She's around. I know her. Uh, she's not. She's in her 80s now. Okay. Okay. Um, but Holly is. Holly's around. She's kind of taken over her mom's. Gotcha. Gotcha. Business. And then also with the podcast. And she has all her mom's um, catalog and all that. Wow. Good for her. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. I like seeing that because, I mean, Suze was like a pioneer for women for magazines. Yeah, 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 wow. Because she was one of the only female hardcore yeah. magazine 
people. So I kind of took what I learned from Sue's over into the adult industry of building my own empire. And she had taught me a lot. That's cool. Yeah, she she was really, really cool. Really cool in the stories and things that she told me and stuff that went on with her in her personal life and when she was in the adult industry and all that. It's just there's a lot of laughs and a lot of good times and you know stories I'll keep to myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll go to the grave with me. Just our talks and things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She was definitely a pioneer. Okay, ahead of her time as well as yeah. I mean, beyond ahead of yeah. Like I said, she's got the biggest BTS catalog. Yeah. From our my era of anybody in the world. Yeah. Wow. And going going back to the this, the movie I watched, I was wondering. I was like, why are there flashes? So That's why. Well, and then <laughs> then I paid it. Then I kind of looked closer, and you're in a position where you're looking all but over your shoulder with two guys uh, inside you, and I'm like. Oh, they're doing photography for a magazine or something. <laughs> and I'm yes. like, and then, and the position, as it continued on, some of the positions you're in and you can see the guys pose and, and, and stop and you're looking, you know, at the camera because you can tell she told you to look at the camera. Um, yeah. and I'm like, holy shit, but there's one in particular. And I don't know if you remember this. I don't know who the gentleman is you're with. I, like I get said, I don't, they are, there's a dick and, and you. That's all I'm paying attention to. Um, that's it's, what all guys pay attention to. That's what all guys are paying attention to. Yeah. So it's literally you're wearing a pair of knee-high boots. Nothing else. You're The guy's laying down with a mask. And oh, you're, that's Peter North. Uh, is it? And you're squatting. And you're... Is, obviously, it's all for pictures because you're squatting. And you're there for quite a bit. And I was like, holy shit, look how long she's holding this squat. And then you just... I mean, extremely slowly ascend, and I'm like, <laughs> it's like watching the, uh, it's like watching the ball fall for New Year's. It was that yes. slow, and and you could tell as you're slowing, it's just rapid fire photos are going, and yeah. I'm like, holy because shit! She's getting, she's getting every every literal every yeah. centimeter you're going down, she's gotten, and yeah. I just thought that is that that there was the beauty of the era. Yep, because you had to have talent, you had to be camera aware, and you had to know your angles, you had to be aware of everything around you at all times, yeah. that's lost. It's gone, that's gone, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that's gone. Because it's all, no you're on that one screen, and you've got the camera on the screen, and there, it, that's it, that's it. Yes. As long as you're laying or prone or whatever in front of your computer screen or whatever you're using, it's all right, it's all in that little, that, this little piece of equipment, and you know, it's just... Yeah. But yeah, I was I watched that and I replayed it like three times and I just sat there in all of it. Not only just because of how well you held and, and did and the, the but the time and the patience it took to do that. Such a difference. Such a difference. It really um, yeah. It's, the, I the, a lot of the talent today couldn't even comprehend like those because now they do things so quickly, they wouldn't have the patience to no, be like. No. As soon as soon as Randall shoot day would go from you're in hair and makeup at nine a.m. You're leaving by five or six. Wow! Yeah, you're there. It's an all day thing. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's you're in hair and make, you're in hair and makeup for two hours. Yeah, yeah. Then you're starting your shoot. 
and then you're breaking, touching up makeup, and then going back to work. But you had to be camera aware. Yeah. You had to know what your body looked like, and you had to certain positions, well, and you had to be open to the camera, and you had to. There was a lot of technique that went into it, which is gone. Yeah, yeah, that's sad. That's wow. And <sighs> it's something you can't. You can you can tell people and new girls and stuff like that, but they don't. They can't comprehend. Of they wouldn't have the patience to do it now. Yeah. And God bless the guys back then. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's why you only had the same group of people, the guys, though. There was only so yeah. few that could do what they because did. they had to go up and down, up and down for hours. For hours, yeah. Yeah. That's not easy. Hours. <laughs> hours. Yeah. Not, not, not just like 45 minutes or an hour. Yeah. We're talking, by the time they got there and the time we started shooting, we're talking like five, six hours. Yeah, yeah. And that, yeah. And there's only a handful of men in the world who could do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all in the magazines. Exactly. That's why you had the same gentleman over and over in every scene and every magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Because there were. There was even guys that did movies that couldn't do magazines because the magazines were even slower. Yeah. Yeah. You had Julian. You had Peter North. You had Eric Everhardt. He had Voodoo. He had Bobby Vitale. Yeah. He had Michael Stefano. Um, that's all I could really think of for the magazine world. Yeah. Rocco, some some Rocco, but uh, you don't see like a lot of Lexington still and stuff like that in magazine layouts. Didn't he start his own though? He never did magazine layouts. He did uh, just movies. Okay. Gonzo he, movies because you very rarely saw him in, like, you'd see Shawn Michaels. That's who I'm thinking of. That's who I was thinking in, of. In, yeah. in magazines. Yeah, yeah. But uh, a lot of the magazine guys, there was just, I can count on both hands. Yeah, Because yeah. that is a grueling long day. Yeah. And to be able to keep it rock hard for each, or get it back into shape. From- yeah, a lot of guys go an hour, an hour and a half the time it would take to shoot a movie scene, but a magazine day was a That's completely a long different day. Yeah, yeah. Which a is, long yeah. day. And that goes back to why she was doing both at the same time. Genius. Yeah, and Nacho, Nacho Vidal, because I, I did a penthouse layout with him, and he was another one that was great for magazines. Um, just guys that could handle yeah. it. Is there anybody you uh, would have liked to have uh, done a scene with that you didn't? Tiffany Minks. Okay. I would have liked to have worked with her. Um, the guys I worked with, pretty much all the guys that I can think of. I don't know any of the new guys. I, I didn't work with Tommy Gunn. I think I would have liked to have worked with him. Um, I never got to work with T.T. Boy. Okay. Okay. I would, I would have liked to have worked with T.T. Boy. I That's would have a liked shock. to work with Tommy Gunn. I would have liked to work more with Mr. Pete. I only worked with him like once, maybe twice. Uh, well, he didn't. If, if if I'm thinking of the same, the correct gentleman, he he wound up getting something, catching something. I don't know, Mr. Pete. Yeah, he's still in the business. Is he? Who the hell am I? Thinking um, of? You're thinking, Mr. Marcus. Thank you, thank you. You're right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't want to throw his business out there. So, I, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Mr. Marcus, I worked with him one time way back. He was actually my first interracial scene I ever did was Mr. Marcus. Okay. Back in like 2000, so okay. like 23 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I only worked with him one time. Uh, but yeah, I, I would have liked to have definitely have worked like with female female wise. I would have liked to have worked with. Uh, I definitely would have wanted to work with Tiffany Minks. I would have liked to have worked with Kobe Ty. Okay, yeah. She retired. Um, Christy Canyon would have been fun. I got to work with Amber Lynn and Ginger Lynn and Terry Weigel, so that was fun. I'm going to have to and, look. And Nina Hartley. I worked with all okay. them. Amber Lynn, one of my favorites. Yeah, her and I did a scene with my ex-husband Michael Stefano in Sticky Side Up, I believe it was called. <laughs> I worked, with, I worked with her one time, and it was cool. I, w- I would have liked to worked with her more, but yeah. I'm trying to think of, I never got to work with um, Shyla Styles, okay. bless her heart, because she passed. Yep, yep. Fortunately, she was cool. Um. I only worked with Jenna once. I would have liked to have worked with her more. I would. Have, I wanted to work with Janine. I never got the chance to work with Janine either. That was someone I wanted to always work with, um, but never got a chance to. Uh, see who else? Asia Carrera. <laughs> okay. I wish I could have worked with Asia Carrera. Never got to. I was on the movies with her. I never got to work with Chloe. Um, we were in a lot of the same movies like on set together, but we never got to work in the same scene. So there, there's a handful of yeah, people there's a lot just, that you would have liked to have worked with. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Though. Yeah. That just never got the chance to yeah. either. They ended up retiring or they left the business. Um, you know, got married, just moved on with their life outside of the adult industry yeah, or yeah. we were, on, or we were on set together, and it just never panned just out. Not in the scene together. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you would have changed about your your time in the business? Of uh, who I did business with. Okay. I kind of <laughs> figured that would be the easiest answer, the, the best your answer. Yeah. And probably would have never gotten married. Just stayed single. Yeah, but that's kind of a. Yeah. I was like, eh, yeah. yeah. That's wrong. Is what it is. Yeah. So, anybody, anybody willing to pay for Jewel Denial to show up at one of your conventions? Why not? Yeah. Why not? What the <laughs> fuck? How'd you come up with a name, by the way? Well, I was a dancer before I got into porn, and I was under the name Jewel. And when I got into porn, they're like, well, you have to have a last name. I was like, I do. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I guess. And I didn't want to be Jewel of the Nile because yeah. I was like, no. So we just went Jewel Denial. I was like, okay. Yeah. There it is. That's the name. And it played out great. It really. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. And because I was, you know, for me, the reason I picked out too, because I love everything Egyptian. Like I liked all that. I like the mythology. I like all, all that yeah. crazy shit that they did way to. 5,000 years, yeah, 7,000 yeah. years, whatever the fuck. Yeah. I just think their civilization is crazy as shit. Yeah, yeah. So I was just 
So that's another reason I picked that name too. Carving. Just because there's a lot of mystique and mysterious. Yeah, the history is amazing. Yeah. Car- carving sex scenes in the sides of pyramids. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's. Right. And we, we shouldn't be ashamed of it, folks. It's been around. No, for I love the millennia. history of yeah. sex. The history of sex is like something I'm pretty obsessed with. In fact, I have a book called The History of Sex in my nightstand right now. And then I got this old book from 1978 that's just all erotic artwork. Okay. It's cool. It's just like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really in, into all that. Yeah. Well, there's it's so tons of it. it. It's tons oh, yeah. of it. People have been doing it since cavemen were drawing on walls. But they, but then you have the Christianity era, which kind of buried all that. Well, they yeah, destroyed all. Yeah, well, yeah, do you like, really no, want to? You're not allowed you, to look at that. How do you yeah, think yeah. Got here? Don't really want to go into religion because, uh, you know, <laughs> let's, yeah. let's be honest. Anything Catholicism today was been ripped off from pagans millennia ago. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So. 100%. But it's like they tried to bury the whole sexual aspect of it. And that's where I, yeah. I'm trying, you know, I like to learn about all the CD shit. And the underworld. That's why I think Pompeii's fascinating because it all got preserved. By yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And all the, the murals of the whorehouse. Yep. Like I'm just like this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it, that the fact that that is insane the way what happened there. But yeah, what is it, there? There's a body of a guy masturbating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then what, what's left of him? I should say. But yeah, right. I, it's great. I mean, it, what do you mean it never happened? It's a did. Everybody did it. Everybody had yeah. to have had sex for all of us to be here. Right. You know, it's. But then they want to shame it. And I'm like, I'm not ashamed. No. That's the thing. I've never been ashamed of no. it. That's but, just who yeah. I am. And it's like, you, you can either go along with it or don't talk to me or, you know. Yeah. I mean, I have. I have certain friends, like, they don't know anything about my adult industry. They know that I was in it, but we don't talk about it. It's just not their thing, and it's just like, but they don't judge me for it. Yeah. Well, well why? Who cares? Not, it's, uh, yeah, just, I, I, it's, not part, it's not part of our friendship that and, we talk about, you know? It's just kind of like, they know, but they're yeah, there. You're still a person. But you shouldn't, yeah, you shouldn't judge anybody on any of that. Yeah, it's still, it, it was still a job. Right. It was working. Now, they always say you should always find yourself a job that you enjoy doing, and you did. I did. <laughs> yeah. So, who cares? You can't judge it. Uh, and that's the problem. We still have that old, old mentality, that old Quaker. In this country. In this country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In this country, it's very disgusting. Um, yeah. We're just so. They just think sex is so bad, but yet they're going to have. A trannies doing book story to kids, but that's okay. That, yeah, God and, forbid, and, what is awful. That's why I'm saying, is that a little backwards? And it's very backwards. You know, most of the the drag queens that I know, they don't want kids as an audience. No, no, no. They they look at me and they're like, "That shit's fucking." Did you uh, all since, since propaganda. You, since you brought up this subject, did you see the video out of North Carolina at the beginning of the summer where they had the drag queen reading to like? It was like 12 to 18 year olds. And then eventually they started playing music and he's literally like giving a lap dance to a 14 year old girl. Yeah, that's fucked. And that's okay. And this was out of school. And I'm like, are you out of your fucking gourd? Dude, it's just like, keep adult adult. Yeah. You know, there's a reason it's 18 and over. Nobody wants that. No, yeah, yeah. Um, there was like, as me as a performer and entertainer, I don't want. 
No, that. no, no. You know, and most most drag queens and stuff that I met and that that's I not know what they're yeah. They don't fucking want any of no, that. No, they no, they don't want nothing to do with a child or no, they or, don't want anything to do with that. Yeah, shit. or they're to like, sit in a school. It's, it's, embarrassing, and, it's embarrassing to them, and yeah. it's a, it's a shameful to them, and they can't stand it. They're like the ones that are doing it are the fucking attention seekers. Well, yeah, that's one way to and put the, it. And the, and the uh, pedos or whatever. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. That's, yeah. This whole maps thing is fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why you had to have a man with a full beard, hairy legs, dressed in stockings and evening gown, read the Berenstein Bears to a class of six-year-olds. That doesn't... Why, why do you think that's even a good idea? Yeah, well, who like, came up with this? Yeah. Like, y'all are fucking twisted and sick, but you have a problem yeah. with me and what I do. Yeah. But you're going to go do that. Yeah. What, like, <sighs> fuck you. We could, this is a whole other episode. Yeah. You know that. We could discuss this for now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's like twisted as fuck. It really you know? is. Like, it really is. Yeah. I, like, well, this is, I was in the adult industry. Emphasize on the adult. In a controlled industry is, by the way, by the way, you know. Yes, yeah, yes. It, this shit, I'm just like, what in the actual fuck this is, is this? Like, yeah. Very confusing to me because I just don't come from where parents think that's okay. Yeah. And where they, they're they promoting, like, I was a tomboy, tomboy growing up. I played football. I played with He-Man. I did all that. Nowadays, if I would have done that, they'd be giving me hormone blockers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And be telling me that I'm trans. Yeah. No, yeah. I just liked to play. Yeah. I was a kid. The toys were fascinating. Every, it was fun. Everything has to be labeled nowadays. Everything. Yeah, why are you labeling it? Just uh, let yeah. kids be kids and keep the adult aspect yeah. fucking out of it. I have a YouTube video, by the way, where it's like, I talk, I touch on the subject where I'm like, let adult be adult and keep the fucking kids out of it. Makes like, as a as a parent... That showed up at my school. I'd be like, "Oh no!" Like, "Oh yeah, I'm school. coming in there and taking her, taking my kid out of school." Yeah, I'd be like, "Uh, uh-uh, we're yeah. done here." Like, we're not doing that. Yeah. It's not only that. It's like I would come see your drag show as an adult. I will support your drag show. I would. I love going to drag shows. They're funny. They're fun. Yeah, They're entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Don't show up at my kid's school doing yeah, that. Yeah. And it's not the same. You can tell by looking at these video clips they're showing of these guys that are doing this reading. The, I almost feel like they are forced and it's very uncomfortable. The kids or the guys reading? The, oh. But, well, I, I feel like the whole situation is just uncomfortable. It, it is uncomfortable, but I always... Cringe, it's a cringe feeling. Like, you go to a drag show, they're made, they're made up. Head to toe, makeup st- is stellar and on point. The outfit is on point. Some of these guys reading to these classes are just uh, in, in an evening gown. They found at Goodwill, you know, full grown beard and some stockings. And it, like you they're said earlier, it feels to me like it's very pedophile. Because they're pedophiles yeah. posing as drag queens. Exactly. Drag queens, have, drag queens have talent. Yeah, yeah, that too. They can sing. They can dance. They're, or, yeah. they're fucking talented. Yeah, yeah. And okay. they put on a hell of a show. They're amazing performers. The shit that's going on at school that's, is some fucking backwards yeah. weirdo yeah. that decided that was a good idea. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Fuck you. You're, you don't have a, any talent. No. If you got a fucking form for children, it's because you have no talent. Yeah. 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 And you're, you're attention-seeking, yeah. and you're a fucking weirdo. But, but 
But they'll text you. Yeah. The drag queens with the talent that are doing the shows, the last thing they want to perform with is for is children. Yeah, because they have no idea. They're, they're like, fuck no. Yeah. You know, like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, they'll, they agree with me all day long. Yeah. And, you know, they, they they don't want any part of that either because then it just dirties what they're trying to do. Yeah, it yeah. makes, them look, makes yeah. them look bad. Exactly. It's like, you can't put them all in that category because 99.9% of them don't want anything to do with that. But that's what... Because they have the ones that actually perform yeah. have talent. But, but unfortunately, that's what this old mentality in this country does is put everything in that. Anything sexual-oriented is put into that stigma of... It's, loop it all together and i'm just like what in the actual yeah, fuck is wrong yeah. with you people you guys don't even know anything yeah. about anything this person claims they're a drag queen so you're gonna let them read for children like no this person is <laughs> not have a yeah. talent in their body no he should be castrated or and arrested and put away <laughs> yeah it's just yeah like, what the fuck yeah. like that, that's where i get confused and they're like oh well you're just being um like it's drag queens is that bullshit yeah. i have friends that are drag yeah. queens and i have i you know shishi larue used to ho- host the avns yeah, yeah. and hung out with her many fucking yeah, times yeah. and i've been to drag shows and they are awesome yeah. like this whole other shit it, it's not what, know, yeah what it's else? not what you think it is folks it literally is not yeah, the same it thing it's not the same thing but absolutely not but when we have presidents who have been to Epstein Island, um, I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? Yeah, that's a whole fucking shit show alone. I'm just like, that's a problem. Power hungry people that just want to lump everything into whatever. Yes, yeah. I I feel like they're trying to normalize shit because they've got some. In their oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's something else too. They want it, you know. They don't want you to do this. You can't do that. You shouldn't be watching this. But it's okay for us. Don't worry. Well, yeah, you know, they, yeah. That's and that's been uh, power control for millennia as well. Yeah, it's like ooh, we got all these skeletons in our closet, so let's normalize this so we don't get in trouble. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. let's normalize all this because we've been to Epstein Island five hundred times. <laughs> yeah. So let's normalize it so when it comes out, people are are desensitized. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then they're not upset about it anymore. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I just go, y'all don't know shit about shit. Nope. No, you, you, you got to do your homework. I don't know why I got a golden retriever just running through the house <laughs> full, full uh, rampage right now. Well, I, I do need to let you go because my phone is going to die. Yes, I was going to say for this conversation to be cut off. No, but uh, well, so let me let me thank you very much, Miss Jewel Denial, for being here. I yes. greatly appreciate it. I, I'm humbled and thank you. I have nothing but the highest of respect for you and what you do and what you did. So again, thank you for being on the Happy Ending Pod Show, and we'll have all your links in the end for anybody who has. Hey, I haven't seen her in years. So <laughs> take care, enjoy. I love it. Uh, I will DM you stuff as I'm finishing up Perfect. editing. I will send it to you. Sounds good, and we'll talk later. Absolutely. Thank you, dear. All right. Thank you. Have a good Bye. one. Bye-bye.